baptized with the Holy Spirit, all right? And uh, you guys, most of you guys know that. And uh, But the baptism of the Holy Spirit is an endowment of power for service. You need it in your life. How many know you need it in your life? Amen. How many know it's better felt than felt? Yes. It's better felt than felt. It's a, it's a real experience. It's what God has given us to be able to live this life and to access the power of God. Okay, so you need that. And, and Acts 2.38, it's not just for the apostles. It's not just for Brother Alberto. The Bible says in Acts 2.38, it's for you. It's for your children to all that are far off, even as many who call upon the name of the Lord. Amen? Amen. And the NIV says, this promise is for you, for your children, for all who are far off, for all whom the Lord our God will call. God's still calling people, He's still saving people, then it's for you. Amen? Amen. It's for all God's church. But look at this in Acts 2. In Acts 2, when Peter gets up and he begins to talk about the fulfillment of, of the outpouring of the Spirit. He goes back to Joel. And in Joel, Joel prophesies about this time, the last days, the beginning of the last days. Now, the, when Peter stands up on the day of Pentecost, he basically uh, is announcing that what God is doing is God is ushering in that eschatological community, that last days community. That's what that means. That end, we are an end time church. That's what he's saying. And so the power that would come with the end times, that, that's what the outpouring of the Holy Spirit was all about. And again, it was about that partnership. Now God has chosen for us to be co-laborers together with Him. And reaching people. Okay? There are some people that are not going to be reached unless you reach them. And God's not going to come. God already came down. Yes. And when he left, he gave the charge to the church to go out into all the world and to proclaim the gospel message. Yes. You know, and, and, and it's so important that we do it that even when the Bible shows in Acts chapter 10 when Cornelius was praying and living out a righteous and a devout life, and God bothers to send an angel to this man. But the angel doesn't tell him how to get saved. The angel says, go to Joppa, and there's this man named Peter. He's going to tell you how you can get saved. That's right. And see, so it's the responsibility of the church. Romans 10, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then can they call on the one in whom they have not heard? How can they hear in the one, believe, how can they believe in the one in whom they have not heard? How can they uh, hear unless someone preaches? And so we say, oh, how can they call upon the one in whom they have not heard? How can they uh, believe in the one? Oh man, I'm missing this one. How can they call upon the one in whom they have not believed? How can they believe in the one whom they have not heard? And how can they hear unless someone preaches? That's our job. Yes. That's our job. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. The opportunity for faith arrives at the ungodly's heart when we present the gospel message by word, by television, by internet. By handing them a track, when that gospel message comes, there comes the opportunity of faith. And the Holy Spirit is present there to mix that faith and, and bring that new birth into being if that person receives it. And so that's the baptism of the Holy Spirit is to give us power to go out and do what God's called us to do. But I want to I talk about it. It's not just power so we can proclaim the gospel. It's power for every 
element of the Christian life. Now, how many of you found out that since you were baptized in the Holy Spirit, as you pray in the Spirit, there is a release of faith? How many find that out? Well, Jude 20 says that. Jude 20 says, Beloved, build up your most holy faith by doing what? Praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. I, I, before I ask God for anything, I pray for at least two hours a day. Before I ask God for anything, I pray in the Spirit for an hour. Because you know what? After 28 years of serving God, after 20, I don't know, 24 or 25 years of ministry, whatever, you know what I found out? That it's better when God does it. It's better when God does it. Not what I think I know. Not my experience from the past, not yesterday's manna, but God, what do you want to do? Yeah, and so I want, and the Bible says that, uh, you know, if we ask anything according to His will, He hears us. And if He hears us, we have what we ask for. And then the Bible says in Romans 8 that sometimes we don't know how to pray as we ought to, but the Spirit helps us. And the Spirit Himself knows the mind of God, and He makes intercession for us in accordance with the will of God. Now let me ask you something. Is that the prayer that's going to be heard? It is the prayer that's going to be heard. And it's going to be the prayer that's going to be answered. Now, I think Pastor Joe already told you that uh, when we went up to Toronto, one of my, uh, my, my brother-in-law, he's in film, and he works with all these guys that are in film, and they go to a church that uh, kind of evangelical church, but not a Pentecostal church. There might be a couple of people in there that are tongue talkers, but the rest of the church, you know, basically, that's not something they really seek after. Well, his, uh, his name was... Uh, with, uh, Jose Luis, Jose Luis, and, and and both these guys are in film. They had worked on that movie Incredible Hulk. You know, they had, you know filmed and did some of the uh, animations on it. But um, so you know, these are those caliber type of people. You know, that you, you the people that kind of look down on people that get a little crazy like this. Out here, and, you know, amen. Some people don't accept where we're at. You know, not every, you got to choose to be where you're at. And I'm going to say, I'm going to drop another apple off the tree in just a moment. But I, I'll, I'll come back to that. But let me just tell you, you know, the thing is, is that when we went in there, he, he said, uh, you know, hey, uh, would you come and talk to me about fasting? You know, when he, he told uh, Jerome, he said, hey, when, when Anthony comes up with, he come and talk to me about fasting. My daughter has leukemia, and she was in the children's hospital in uh, Toronto. And so... Um, that was uh, the Tuesday before New Year's. And so as I was praying in the morning, praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. Because I knew I'm going uh, you know, to talk to Him. And I God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And I'm just praying in the Spirit. And as I'm praying in the Spirit, the Holy Spirit says, Go to the hospital, lay hands on him, receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and then lay hands on his daughter. And so I told Jerome, I said, Jerome, can we go to the hospital? And, and, and he said, well, she's going through chemo right now. So, um, you know, I'll call uh, Jose Luis. And so he called him, and Jose said, come on over. And, and the little girl's 11 years old, Mariana. Uh, they're from Mexico. And uh, they were up there in, uh, in that hospital. And so as we went there, we went down to uh, myself, Jerome, and Jose went down to a room on the, in, on the end of, the, of that ward. Uh, of that nursing ward for the for kid children with cancer and so um, and leukemia 
went in there and of course make a long story stirred. I, I shared with him things and what God had said to me, laid hands on, received baptism, Holy Spirit, you know, and, and he had confessed that had it been a year ago that uh, he really would have looked down. He couldn't have accepted it. But here he was at a place of desperation. Hello? Somebody say hello. Desperation. Sometimes we got to come to a place of desperation. We'll try anything. A desperate man will try anything. You know? A drowning man is going to reach out to grab a hold of anything. And so, what he wouldn't set to, uh, a year ago, all of a sudden, with tears in his eyes, you know, whatever God has for me. And we laid hands on him, God filled him, you know, and he began speaking in tongues, and, you know, and then he, then he started shouting, my, my head's on fire, my head's on fire, my ears are burning, and he starts saying like that. And, and then Jerome, who, who's been around Pentecost, but he's never like, you know, he's never like, you know, that's good for you guys, but, you know, I'm okay with my, my Christianity, you know. And uh, what happened is, Jose, when the power of God hit him, he grabbed Jerome. And when he grabbed Jerome, the power of God hit Jerome. And Jerome goes, whoa, like that. And this is all going down on that nursing war. And so, uh, you know, and so, he goes, whoa. And he gets up like, I know, that's the next level. I know that's what I need. Now, and I said, right now, the, you know, the Spirit is here to baptize you. And he backed off from it. He said, well, maybe, maybe a little later. But then while Jose Luis was... Praying in the spirit, all of a sudden, too, and all that, you know, my head's on fire. He said, uh, he says, God just told me my daughter's healed. So we went into the room, and we laid hands on Mariana, and man, the power of God was there, and just was all over that little girl, and I, and I asked Mariana, do you feel the presence of God? Because I feel Him on you right now. Jesus. And she just, I mean, welled up with tears, and she, she was nodding and saying she felt the presence of God. That was on Tuesday before New Year's. And uh, they didn't know how long they were going to have that child in there. The next day, they went in and they did what's called a, a bone marrow scan. That's where they go into the, I mean, to the core of your bone. It's a very terrible type of thing that they do to, uh, to, to be able to get that information. And a deep tissue scan to find out if the leukemia was in there because they were quite sure it was in there. But they were going there once again to verify everything. When they did all those scans, they could not find a thing. And they released it to go home. They released it to go home. is home. She's healed in Jesus' name. Amen. You got a man who was just wondering about fasting, and now he's a tongue talker. And I'm just trying to, because I mean, when God hit him, it was strong, you know. Because I'm wondering what's going on in that church now, you know. Because he was excited, man. Because he started preaching. You know, that's what happens. When you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you become a preacher. And so Jose Luis, this guy that does, you know, animations for movies that you might see at the theater... He's there preaching in Rome. Jerome, you know, we're always trying to think about things in our mind. But you got to get it out of your head. It's right here. You know, this guy, he's never been in one of my classes. But all of a sudden, man, he had experienced The thing about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, when God sent his spirit, the promise of the outpouring of the spirit was this. In verse 17 of Acts 2, because Peter uh, quotes it, he says, in the last day, God says, say God says. God says. God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Now listen to these words. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Yeah. 
Say prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. Yes, sir. They will prophesy. Say it. They will prophesy. They will prophesy. Now let me tell you something. The prophecy that he's talking about here is not preaching. It's not a prepared message. It's a spontaneous, unlearned, unprepared message from God. And basically, it is of the same nature as when you speak in tongues. Now, I don't know if this is, you know, I don't know, biblical, and I always think, why tongues, you know, why tongues? You know, why, why, God, why, why do you have us speaking in tongues? Well, Paul says in 1 Corinthians, it's a sign, and, but, but the thing is, I think, the thing is, is that most of those gifts that come with the Holy Spirit, with the baptism, are utterance gifts. And as you, the Bible says, as they, they spake as the Spirit gave them the what? The utterance. They spake as the Spirit gave them what? Okay, basically what that means in just plain English is they spoke the words that the Holy Spirit was telling them to speak. Right? They spoke the words that the Holy Spirit was telling them. And when you begin to speak in tongues, you know, you hear those words not in your ears. You don't hear it audibly. You don't hear it up in your head. You hear it up in your spirit, right? Right? Amen. It's not something like, you know, you're learning. In fact, it, oftentimes what hinders us from receiving anything like that is, is we're all up in our head. I wonder if that's from God. Is that from God? That, is that the pastor speaking? Am I doing this because everyone around me is doing this? Am I being influenced by this? What is this thing? You know, that's what happens. And we do all these, we get these mental blocks. And God's trying to like, you know, you know get, get that out of your head. And yield to your spirit. Because what happens, it is that flow. And you see, if you can speak in tongues, you can prophesy. If you can speak in tongues, you can give a word of knowledge. If you can speak in tongues, you can give a word of faith. If you can speak in tongues, you can give a word of wisdom. Why? Because they spake as the Spirit gave them the utterance. If you can speak in tongues, you can lay hands on the sick and see them recover. When we went into that, we were in the morning, what we were doing? Just praying in the Spirit. Praying in the Spirit. And what did we do? We didn't do anything but what the Spirit told us to do. And God did what He did. And there's no difference. And that's why, you know, in the church, each one of you, the Bible says, can prophesy in turn. 1 Corinthians 14 says that. Each one of you can prophesy in turn. Mm-hmm. It says, earnestly desire the best gifts. Which are the best ones? The ones that are needed. Mm-hmm. If healing is needed, that's the one you need to desire. Come on. If a prophetic message is in the Bible says prophecy is good in the corporate body because it brings edification to the body. That's why Pastor Ish was there waiting upon the Lord. That's what we do in our church. We wait. I tell my ministers, my elders, I say, hey, wait on God. And if they don't do it, I tell the next guy that gets up there, man, if they don't wait on God, you call down the fire. When you get up, I tell Brother Zach, I say, when you get up there and pray, I say, call down the fire. Amen. And let's wait on God. 
Because we need to hear from the Holy Spirit. We need to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. And that one word can bring a word of deliverance. And my wife and I had sat down to counsel a couple that was about to get a divorce. You know, and I was sitting there, and the husband was getting all riled up, and you know, and I said, you know what? I'm getting, you're kind of getting riled up in me, and, and right now I'm not feeling too great about that. I guess what? If I leave this room right now, your marriage is over because the woman was headed out the door. Mm. Of course, we didn't do that, but I was trying to tell him, "Well, you're just getting all riled up. Calm down, man. We're here to help you." Getting all defensive, and all of a sudden, God gave my wife a word, just a word of knowledge, man, and she said, "Hey." This is what it is. This is why you're doing this thing. And when she spoke that, that dropped that dude to his knees in tears. And the wife instantly said, I understand why he's doing it. And brought that couple back together. They, their marriage totally healed. Totally healed. That's why God is the Spirit. That's what he gives. He gives it as a tool for you to use, for you to be sensitive, to open the Lord. When you're witnessing, let me tell you something. When you're witnessing, don't go in there with your 20-ounce you know, plan to try and win somebody. Be prepared. Be prepared. Know the scripture. Know how to give an answer to every man that asks for the hope that's within you. But I tell you what's effective. What's effective is to allow the Holy Ghost to be present on the scene. Because His words will arrest. I mean, I've been on the streets where the word, the Lord gave me a word of knowledge. I've walked during Mardi Gras. I've walked up one time, right straight up to a girl, and read her mail. Didn't he? I just walked straight up to her. Read her mail. She'd been in church that morning, and, I, and the Lord just gave me a read her mail. You were in church this morning, as your pastor said. You should not be out here. What are you doing out there? And the Lord has done that for me more than once on those streets. Now, do you think that was effective? The Holy Ghost. That's why God gives it. And if you can speak, if you're a tongue talker, you can prophesy. But you, just like you wait on it, and you just like, well, I'm ready to go. Because you expect it. You have faith. That's, faith. That's the enactment of your faith. Because you believe it. Well, believe this too. Because it's part of it. It's why you were given the gift. And notice what he says. You're what? Your sons, your daughters, they're going to do what? Your old men, they're going to see things. Basically, what was reserved for prophets, priests, and kings in the Old Testament, God poured out on all the church. You know? And think about it. Even the deacons in chapter 7, man, choose seven deacons, wait on tables, you know, to handle this problem with the Greek women and all these, you know, things going on in the widows. You know, and they're just table waiters, basically. But the Bible says that even the table waiters were men filled with the Holy Ghost, man. And you hear about Stephen, what did he do, man? He was casting out devils, laying on the hands on the sick. Philip goes down to Samaria. Man, there's a huge revival. That was the deacons, man. Come on. They were moving more greater than some evangelists. And of course, we know that the calling came as well to them. But the fact of the matter was the power of the Holy Spirit was upon them. You read in Acts 8, the Bible says Paul, when he was Saul, he was breathing threatenings upon the church. And he was hauling people off to prison. And the Bible says there was this diaspora that the church scattered. They scattered. But look, then it says that everywhere they went, they preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. You know, the church at Antioch, 
There's no record of who started the church at Antioch. The apostles were in Jerusalem. It probably was one of those people that got dispersed when persecution arrived. And some layperson started a church. Wow, Pastor Joe. That's how we get up to 100,000. That's how we get up to if every, every person up in here gets, you know, the Shikabumba, you know, yeah. operating in their life, you know. And then in every household, there's like this power of God being manifested. I remember as a child, my mom, who wasn't a minister, who wasn't, you know, didn't go to seminary, didn't go to Bible college, never stepped foot in SUM. There was no such thing as SUM at the time. But she had been saved out of Catholicism. God had healed her, delivered her, set her free, and filled her with the Holy Ghost. And she was witnessing to this lady by the name of Dolores Bourgeois. And Dolores brought her little daughter over there, little Noel, whose legs were bowed like this. And we're in a brace. And my mom's sitting there. I was a child. I was there. My mom said, Dolores, God is so great. He can heal your child. And he pulled that little girl up. She pulled that little girl up on the table. Took those braces off. Laid hands on her. And God straightened those legs out. That mother screamed. Right there in that house. Dolores Boudoir is still in First Assembly of God. In the library today. That happened when I was a child. The Holy Ghost is power to do the same to be. The Holy Ghost is power to do the same to be. We can shout and we need to keep shouting. We need to keep dancing, keep believing. But God wants you to give utterance. It's time to speak. Yes, it is. You know, and I, I tell you what, I want to tell you something. You know, if, if and I'm going to speak to you like a papa right now, okay? But if there was ever a church that I thought this was a good message for, this is the church. If there ever was a church that I thought that this was a and I preach, you know, along these lines in other churches, but I want to tell you, you guys are pressing in for it. You guys are crazy for it. So if there, it was, if there was ever a community that could really flow like this, you guys are there. You understand what I'm saying? So I'm going to stop speaking in just a minute here. But I, I wanted to tell you something. You guys got what I'm saying, right? You guys got God wants you to prophesy. We're going to lay hands on you. And as you have yielded to the tongues, you're going to wait upon the Lord to prophesy. And, I, and you know what? I think what we might do is we might gather around in little groups in here. We're going to move these chairs out. You're going to do this at Mardi Gras anyway. All right? But I, we're going to gather in groups. You know, because there are going to be a whole lot of people prophesying all at once, okay? And so you're just going to gather in some groups here. We're going to make Pastor Joe, you're going to help me. And I will go and lay hands on these, each one, and pastor. the pastors will help. And, and we're just going to, you know, as we say receive, just begin to prophesy as the Holy Ghost gives you the utterance. Yes. It'll come. It will come. It's in the house. He is in the house. The, the one that brings the prophet is in the house. Yes, he and is. So we're, and we're going to, whatever it is the Holy Ghost is, you just yield to it at that moment. Okay? It's the same like praying for you to speak in tongues. No difference. And at one time when the Holy Ghost came upon, it said they all prophesied. Right? Yes, sir. Acts 4, they prophesied. That's right. So yeah. we're biblical here tonight. We're going to prophesy up in this room. Yes. Okay? Yes. This is a house full of prophets. You yes. see, that's what I want you to understand. That the spirit of prophet is no longer just for the Old Testament prophet. It's for all God's people. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? That's what he's saying. He's saying your 
your daughters. They're going to prophesy. The dreams, you know, that God would give the prophets that flowed upon them. It's, oh, your old men, your young men is going to see vision. When he's saying that, he says for everyone. He says even among your handmaids and your servants, even the lowest of the lowest people in your house, they're going to prophesy. All flesh is going to prophesy that are filled with the power of the Holy Spirit. That's right. But I want to tell you something. I want to, I want to just share one thing with you. Here's that other apple that I talked about shaping the tree. As I was just listening tonight, you know, and just the things that are going on, I just want to encourage you. Brother Augie, pastor was so right to come up and to encourage him in what he did. Amen. Let me tell you something. As we have, uh, you know, been involved in training up ministers for many years, and we do that same thing, put the mic up at the front and let people come and testify. That's where I got it from. Yeah, and, and yeah, we did that, you know, and they just wait on the Spirit. That's so much Holy Ghost. Yep. And let me just tell you something. One of the things I've always seen throughout all those days, and even here, the difference between someone really getting free and someone really being able to come up and see the power of God released. It's all about humility. All about humility. You know, we have to humble ourselves to come to God. We have to humble ourselves to come to God. The Bible says God opposes the proud. When you come up and you try and defend yourself a little bit, man, you know, I'm a shaky baby, but, you know, bless God, blah, blah, blah. You know, you're trying to, like, get all sanctifying with your flesh. Just put it out there, Brother Augie. God bless you, my friend. Yes. You put it out there. Now, when you put it out there, guess what? The devil can never come say to you, you got this secret thing. You say, no, I didn't. I told everybody. I just told everybody my business because I don't care. I'm willing to be a base so that God can lift me up. That's what the Bible says. He gives more grace to the humble. He gives more grace to the humble. I'm proud of you, brother. But more than that, God is proud of you. Yes. Give God glory this morning. The difference in anything we get from God, folks, is humility. And, you know, oftentimes the things we go through in our life is because God is baking out that pride. God is baking it out. You know, we get all pride. You know, we just come up and we feel all sanctified and whatever. And we, get, and we just got this haughty, there's this haughty attitude in us. You know, there's just this, like, I know it, I know and you know what? I'll tell you what. I have been a part of the largest, one of the largest ministries that was ever on this earth. Swagger Ministries. I was part of that ministry. Brother, there was a million dollars a day coming into that ministry. I've seen the highest up there, echelons of people fall. And it was because of pride. It was pride. It was pride. There was a man named Nebuchadnezzar. And he had, he was the leader of the greatest kingdom on the earth at that time. Nebuchadnezzar's hanging gardens of Babylon was one of the seven wonders of the world. This man built a powerful kingdom. 
And the Bible says the day he lifted up his heart in pride, God spoke him. That is a principle in the Word of God. Listen, get over yourself. Every one of us are jacked up. We all got baggage. I got baggage. You know, I need God to deal with my baggage. If I don't surrender to uh, God and lay this old man on the altar, as Romans 12 says, offer yourself a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Man, that's me. Make, make yourself a dead man, a dead woman before God. Because you ain't nothing. You ain't nothing. There's only good. The only good in us is Christ. Come on. And if you stumble, come clean. I did it. I did it, man. I messed up. I messed up. And be real with it. Because God knows it. God knows it. But I guarantee you, if you hide it, the Bible says, be sure your sins will find you out. If you can't drop that thing, you're going to dance around that mountain one more time. Trust me. Amen. Let's stand up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Brother Ish, I know you've been prophesying, so get up here on the guitar. Come on. Hallelujah. That's the prophet. But if you ain't prophesying, I don't want you on the instrument. Amen. Until you start prophesying, okay? So if we just have to go with the guitar, minstrel, come on, brother. Let's uh, take these chairs out of the way. Can we take the chairs, move them to the sides? Just move these chairs to the side. Hey, this is preparation for Mardi Gras. So you guys going to be teaming up. So we can do this all day. Been using, been using the prophetic gifts. Come stand right here. Come stand right here. All right. Come on. You've been using prophecy. You've been flowing it. If you're flowing it, you've been flowing it. Stand right here. Come on. Get in the middle here. You've been flowing the prophecy. Okay. Right here. Come on. Okay. How many? How many is it? Is that you guys? Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. Each one of you separate. To a little separate part here. You go to the back there. Augie, you go right in the middle there. Eric Berto, you go right here. Dude, you stay over here. You know? Come on, you right here. All right. No, no, separate. Go right in the back there. All right. Pastor Joe, you want to help me? Get them into groups. Yes. Get them into groups. Come on. Okay, so let's have... These guys are leading the group? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so why don't you guys right here become a group? And we're, we have no ladies operating prophetic to Here's the lady. We're let's get the ladies to go over here. We need some more of our ladies. None of these ladies here are more. So My wife right here. Okay. She has one. Okay. Come this way, right? So we're separating. We're separating. Okay. Can you get my wife? Please just get my wife. Augie, you get over there. Get some space. You got some groups. You guys come over here with there. Here. You need a baptism, right? You come over here. Who else needs a baptism? Come on over with Bonnie. Yeah. Come on, if you, if you need a baptism, come on over here. Amen. Yes. Just divide this into two 
start? Yeah. Hey, you guys are bunched up over here. You guys can move over a little bit this way. Okay. We need a box. We need this. There you go. Watch that. Now look. Prophecy is a word, just like tongues is an utterance that you don't understand, and you're going to hear it in your spirit. You're going to feel the presence of God come upon you. When I say there it is, trust me, it's going to be there. There it is. I pray with hundreds of people who see baptism. It's the same. God's Spirit comes upon you. You're going to sense it. You're going to feel it. It may seem strange. You might see a word like that sounds silly. But get that all out of your head and go with it. And begin to let it flow. Jesus said of the baptism, he said it would be like a river. Like a river of living water. Now listen. Now you guys, a little instruction here. Listen. The same way you receive the baptism. If you speak in tongues, you begin praying in the Spirit. But as you begin to pray in the Spirit for a little bit, we're going to get a little ramp-up time here, okay? We're going to get a little ramp-up time. Alright? Just a little bit. And then what I want you to do, what I want you to do, listen to me. What I want you to do, then I want you to begin praying in the Spirit softly. Okay? Okay, I know you guys want to get like crazy loud, but I want you to, I want you to give a little. We're gonna give you a little ramp up time, all right? Woo! You know, wet the vocal cords, and then, but then I want you, I want you to just begin to pray in the spirit to yourself and begin listening in your spirit. You begin listening, and the Bible says that He gives it to those that ask. So you ask God. Ask God and believe He wants it for you. He wants it for this church. If Pastor Joe's vision is from God, and it is, and there's going to be a hundred thousand people in Metro Praise, there has got to be a lot of leaders. And Pastor Joe has been raising up a church of leaders. That's what you are. You may not know it yet, but you are a church of leaders. Okay? I mean, you got the kid here preaching. You know, I mean, he needs to raise hands for some adults. You know, the thing is, is, you are being raised up as a group of leaders. And you need to operate this way. Because you're going to lay hands on people for them to receive the baptism. You're going to lay hands on them to prophesy. Okay, now we're going to go around and we're just going to lay hands on you. Each one that has been operating... Just lay hands, especially you ministers, lay hands on each one. Receive. Receive in Jesus' name. Now I'm going to come around laying hands on you. And then as we quiet down, you wait. And when you hear that first word, you begin speaking just like tongues. You begin speaking it out. And each in turn, okay? Each in turn. Alright? Tonight. Today. Thank you.